The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action, boss. Just about in the books. One more game left tonight. Of course, it is Monday night. This is the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm Rod Gomez, but Ryan is out on assignment this week, so I brought in the big guns. I brought in J. Mark, Justin Mark, at J. Mark Football on Twitter for those of you who follow him already. If not, hit that already and get over there and follow him. Uh, Justin, buddy, I know we've done several pods together, but this is our first time on the NFL gambling pod. So, uh, I'm swimming in your waters now, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so this is the Monday show. Obviously we recap all of what was week nine. And then of course we're going to look ahead to not week 10, week 11, because anybody can look ahead a week. We look ahead two weeks and give you some of our better values. Obviously Ryan did not pass along any information to me. So shame on you, Ryan. Uh, for how we did last <laughs> week, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I love you, Ryan. I'll see you next week. Uh, but we will, of course, recap how we did uh, as far as our look-aheads from a couple weeks ago in the next episode, but we will continue to look forward like we always do. So, Justin, quick takeaways from week nine, as it were. We had a lot of good games. We had a few stinkers, uh, but by and large, I think we're, we're starting to really see this league take shape for what it is in this 2022 season. Yeah, um, Packers dropped their fifth straight first time since 2008, which was Aaron Rodgers' first time starting. Um, so that was, uh, as a Bears fan, though, it's it's lovely. I love it. Um, and I think I can also, uh, you know, this might sound, be the homer in me maybe, but I think Justin Fields has arrived. This, If this was not a statement game, I don't really know what is at this point. And it still makes me sad that we slept on him. Not that I don't love me some Jimmy G action, because believe you me, <laughs> I'm all on the Jimmy G train, and I have been for a while. But uh, I will say that the, as far as the future goes, I feel like this is a very solid foundation for which your Bears can now thrive. Uh, and honestly, Justin, I, I feel like Ryan is just ducking out because he just does not want another uh, recap of a Washington loss. So, <laughs> you know, Ryan, if you're listening, buddy, I get it. I understand. I'm lucky my Niners were on a bye. Yeah, a lot of controversial uh, calls, too. I mean, I know his commanders got kind of screwed over from a pass interference call that really wasn't pass interference. Then the Bears, in my opinion, when they were driving down with a couple minutes left in the game, third and 10, he throws it deep. The defender grabs Claypool by the waist and pulls him back before the ball's there. No flag. So it's just, you know, it's those inconsistencies that just drive you nuts. Call them all or don't call any of them. Well, can we go to robots yet? Is that is that a thing? <laughs> I know they want robotic strike zones. Can we have robotic pass interference calls? Like, just put sensors. These guys are, are, are wired for sound anyways, right? Just put sensors on their body. And if a, a wrong part touches a wrong part at the wrong time, instantly it's, it's pass interference. Then we won't even have the guesswork out of it. Then we'll just there hate the go. robots. Or have every major call made from somebody who's seeing it from the cameras because they obviously have a better view than somebody that's eye level on the field. Hey, the CFL's got the God's eye. Why not the NFL at this point, right? Exactly. So, uh, all right. So it is, of course, like I said, uh, the, the look back at week nine. And we'll go ahead and get started as we always do with the Thursday night football game where we have one boss that is still ridiculously happy floating on cloud nine because his Philadelphia Eagles, Sean Green, have yet to lose themselves a game. They are 8-0 and after a spirited effort by the Houston Texans to try to uh, keep them not uh, without a loss. Uh, it was 29-17, the final there, as Philly traveled to Houston. 
And of course, Philly came away with the win. The big news in this is that Houston covered that 14-point spread, uh, or 13-point, depending on where you found it. But they definitely covered that spread, and then some. So, lucky you if you are a Houston plus 14 better, because you are happy. Uh, But again, the Philadelphia Eagles, man, uh, who's slowing them down at this point, honestly? Yeah, no, I agree. They... um... They're a very well-rounded team. They can run. They can throw. Their defense is very good and seems to be getting better all the time. Um, so, yeah, the the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC. Absolutely. They most certainly were. Uh, the the over-under was 46 and a half. Uh, obviously, that one, if I can do some quick math, was, was that over? Was that under quick? 29 plus 17? 46 46 so you got caught by the hook my friends if you were an over better which i don't know i mean look i know that philly uh is definitely a team that can put up points but i didn't think houston was going to be able to keep up with their end of the bargain so i feel like i was leaning on the under on this one anyways so you know i would have i'd have been happy by the hook but yeah 46 right at 46 if you got it at 46 and a half you're a little bit sad my my thing is obviously who's stopping Philadelphia. We already answered that question. But Damian Pierce, my friends, if you were not on him preseason, then you're missing out on a fantastic running back. And, and watching this guy run is like, Houston has had good running backs in the past. This is yet another one in that line. Yeah, agreed. If you listen to the NFL Gambling Podcast, I gave him out as my rookie of the year because I thought not only was he a very talented back, but a Lovey Smith led team is going to run the ball a lot. Um, and they needed to run the ball to help Davis mills. So yeah, I think if you're a Houston fan, obviously you hope for better results this year, but I don't think that's going to happen. A lot to be a lot to look forward to though, because they're, they're rookies in, in um, Pierce. And then the defense is at um, Stingley, both very good, very yeah. good rookies. I think they, they have a good core moving forward. I think so too. And Davis Mills, I mean, 13 to 22, 154 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions as well. I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to probably move in a different direction than Davis Mills. They've got that solid running game with Pierce, 27 carries, 139 yards, had that beautiful 36 yarder. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think they got to find something, another piece there in the front. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. You know, I like Mills, but I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's your franchise quarterback. So maybe draft a quarterback going um, into next year. They might be, you know, might be on the right track then. It, it What really surprised me about this game is, you know, Brandon Cooks was out um, because he didn't get traded and wanted to be. So he was throwing a fit. Um, but it didn't matter. They, they moved the ball fairly well. The receivers did pretty good against an Eagles defense that we've seen shut down a lot of receivers. So I think that's encouraging too, because cooks probably won't be there next year is my guess. Uh, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be around anyways, because we've seen leagues and teams react by just go ahead and letting him go. So uh, yeah, Houston won six and one, obviously Philly eight and Oh, we'll see and keep an eye on these Philadelphia Eagles as they move on and March forward, how long they can keep that up. Speaking of keeping things up, how long can Indianapolis continue to lose? Well, at least one more week as they <laughs> lost to New England 26-3. to Justin barely, barely a field goal for the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, New England covered this four-and-a-half-point spread. They moved to 5-4. and four. Indy 3-5-1 and one on the year. Well, we know that taking Matt Ryan out was not necessarily the answer to the question, but what is? Yeah, now Frank Frank Reich let go reportedly today. I don't think it's been made official, but reports are out that he's gone. And um, Jeff Saturday, the former center for the Indianapolis Colts, is going to reportedly be their interim coach. No coaching experience, nothing. So we'll see how that experiment goes, I guess. But yeah, I I was on um, the Colts to cover this game, and I don't think I so much um, underestimated New England. I think I just overestimated the Colts <laughs> or underestimated how bad they were. I will tell you when you have the leading receiver on your team with one catch on two targets for 23 yards, but, but Justin, your leading rusher is your quarterback five carries 39 yards with a 19 of a long. That just says everything you need to say about the day you <laughs> offensively 
Absolutely. And of course they were without Jonathan Taylor, but um, Jackson had looked good with when he was gone in a previous game and just couldn't get anything going. 11 carries for 23 yards. That's barely over two yards of carry. So that won't cut it in the NFL. It will not cut it in the NFL. Although I, you look at Mac Jones, 20 of 30, 147 and one touchdown. Tell me how that is making it in the NFL. That's, that's tough to swallow as well. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I still think Bailey Zappi's the better quarterback there. Um, I just don't know if they they're unwilling to continue to do that to Mac Jones. I guess because they they did kind of put Bailey in there even when Mac Jones was quote unquote healthy. But um, but yeah, I, it's New England's got a lot to figure out as well. Their defense solid. Um, Ramondi Stevenson solid. Everything else they've got they've got to figure it out. Well, even Stevenson, 15 carries, 60 yards, not necessarily a banner day for him. All that wide receiver talent there, Hunter Henry ends up being the, the leading receiver. Four catches, four targets, 50 yards, and 30 of that came on one catch. So, yeah, you're right, man. New England's got some stuff to figure out as well. Yep, absolutely. I mean, they're lucky they're playing in the AFC for this, for this uh, matter because it's just <laughs> there's some pretty bad teams <laughs> in the a- AFC right now. Yep. Uh, all right. Obviously, under definitely way hit. This was even at this was at forty and a half, and you still couldn't even get anywhere near half of that. Yeah, that that's one of those over unders that didn't make sense because neither of these offenses are good, um, and both would be ranked rated better on defense, both teams. So yeah, that that total didn't make sense to begin with. I, I feel like if even if you would have done it at like thirty, it still would have been hard to say. <laughs> I mean, you know, because sure. we hit 29. So if you would have went to 30, I don't know if people would have been like, oh, it's a trap. No, that's how it's going to end up. Yep, absolutely. Uh, speaking of a trap, holy cow. Can we say it, ladies and gentlemen? J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 whew, came in and held their own against the Buffalo Bills. The Jets, Justin, 10 and a half point underdogs win this game 20 to 17 at home. Uh, there's a lot of Bills fans out there that uh, may not enjoy life this week, but if you're a Jets fan, man, you're on top of the world. Absolutely. And I am I'm kicking myself because Ryan and I do the the morning game slate. And we talked about this game and I said when it got to our lock dog and tease on the dog, I said I really want to pick the Jets, but our managing editor Adam Pelletier is a big Bills fan and I don't want to piss him off. <laughs> I should have just pissed him off. I should have gone with it. Um, I did say the Jets were going to be the annoying little brother with the Bills that keep hanging around. Um, and I guess little brother kicked big brother's ass this time because come away with a victory. Now, there there may be an injury to Josh Allen. Um, they're, they're waiting for more reports on that. However, the, the Jets' defense is legit. I think we can say that their defense is legit. I just think we can say that this team cannot be ignored this season. It just, they've proven now, this was the team that everybody was laughing at coming in, myself included, right? Because, I mean, look. Same. Yeah, we knew that we knew, we knew that it was going to be a different team. We did. It wasn't as if it was going to be the same old Jets all over the place. But Zach Wilson, almost like Mac Jones, how did this get done? 18-25, to 154, and a touchdown. Uh, Michael Carter, not much better. 12 carries, 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, but Garrett Wilson is proven to be actually clutch. Eight catches, 92 yards uh, for, for Garrett Wilson, the rookie. So, I mean, yeah, you, you got to give it to these guys, man. They came in. They held tough against, a, 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 obviously, the one of the better teams, the, mo, the favorite team to win the Super Bowl in some instances, and took them down. So, yeah, like I said, if you're a Jets fan, you're loving life right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the Jets have already exceeded their over under win total from early in the season. I think it was four and a half and they're at five now. Right. So um, the exceeding the books expectations as well. Yeah. Six and three are the Jets. Six and two are the Buffalo Bills over under on this one was 46 and a half. I don't need quick math to know that this was under that. So uh, <laughs> definitely, I don't know how many people were on the over on this one. Anyways, I know a lot of people probably thought that the Bills are going to come out and just spank them. So, but again, they, they couldn't kind of run the ball even with Josh Allen to, to chew up some clock. So I wouldn't have given this the over anyways, but still, uh, if you did bet the over, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> 
but not not as sorry as I am about the Bills uh, just getting stomped on. And I know three points doesn't seem stomped, but when you're the Jets and you beat the Bills, you stomped on them. Yeah, and when you're the Jets and you're 10 and a half, 11 and a half point dogs, depending on where you got it, and you beat them, then yeah, it's a huge win for them. Now, hopefully... They aren't overexcited moving forward, right? Because they can't treat that like it was their Super Bowl. That would be my only concern for the Jets moving forward. Let this be a lesson to you, though, as far as these big, big spreads go. I mean, more often than not, we're not seeing these spreads. We're seeing the teams cover, the underdogs cover. You know, we saw it with with Houston. We saw it with Buffalo. We saw it in another game that we'll talk about later on as well so just be careful with these these double digit spreads man it's, it's a matter of you got to find the right ones to to jump on when you jump on them because yeah a lot of times these underdogs are actually covering at this point so um i know the books Absolutely. are trying to get cute but still right yep for sure um all right let's go ahead and step away and take a break we'll come back and we'll talk about uh your bears i'm going to give you a chance to uh to get ready for that and so we'll, we'll step away for a second before we do and and talk about them but before we do are you ready to win money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play you get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips and win rewards on WinBet. be on the lookout for the win bet happy hour win hour each thursday from 5 to 6 p.m eastern I mean, look, it's going to make you happy anyways. But during the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunities. You want great odds? You want odds and payouts? They're happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlay to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. You ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. A sweet 21 older present state replay through winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Justin, I feel like I gave you plenty of lead time to get your ammo ready for your Chicago Bears as they lost at home, unfortunately, to the Miami Dolphins, 35-32. to Miami 6-3, Chicago 3-6. Uh, obviously, the uh, four-and-a-half-point spread was covered by Chicago. Good for them. Uh, they still managed to cover. But they made this game a lot closer than I think Miami wanted them to. So, Justin, I know you watched intently. What were your takeaways from your Bears' loss this weekend? Yeah, as a Bears fan, you have to be incredibly excited for the future. I know we would have rather won this game. I get that. I would have rather we won it. However, I honestly didn't think it was going to be this close. I thought Hill and Waddle were going to destroy that secondary, which has struggled against fast receivers. They're good against tall receivers, but fast receivers, not so much. So I was extremely encouraged, and I'm not even going to blame the the bad ref call. Um, I'm going to blame that we allowed a punt to be blocked in return for a touchdown. That was kind of a, a big oops. Um, without that, obviously, Bears offense did perform better. And then just real quick, I got to point out Justin Fields, first player in NFL history to throw three touchdowns and run for over 140 yards. Broke the Bears record for longest quarterback run for a touchdown with a 61-yard touchdown run and broke an NFL single-game record during the regular season for rushing yards by a quarterback with 178. He's he's looking better throwing. They're actually calling an offense that fits his uh, skill set of design quarterback runs, rolling out the pocket, everything like that. He is going to be very good. Um it's easy for me to say that because I always say that about Bears quarterbacks. I'm always hopeful, but I think that Fields is a good quarterback. I actually asked my dad, who's been a Bears fan for longer than I was born. I said, is this what it feels like to have a good quarterback? <laughs> and he said, well, we got to still win some games and make sure he keeps developing. You know, um, this is a man that's been disappointed by the Bears since the Super Bowl. <laughs> they won. So <laughs> this is not a Jim McMahon type of a situation. Exactly. <laughs> Although I'm I'm watching the league and I remember uh what the heck was the name on the shirt that he that he tried to ah, I can't remember now uh the Jim McMahon knockoff shirts. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen remember. the league? 
I've seen some. I haven't watched some of the newer seasons, but I've seen some of the older ones. Oh yeah, I love that show, man. Just just going yeah. through it right now, as I do every football season, and it reminds me of that. But that's neither here nor there. Yes, uh, Justin Fields, obviously, just fantastic. Three touchdowns. This is what I love about the sport of football. Okay, Justin touch or Justin touchdown. Well, Justin touchdown. Justin that's Fields right. <laughs> throws three touchdowns, but he only throws for 123 yards. <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa on the other end throws three touchdowns but 302 yards. So like, you know, it doesn't even matter at this point. It's just right. how you get it done, right? Yep. And this was a breakout game for Cole Komet. I think maybe he is encouraged by having his old teammate Chase Claypool back in the um, on his team. So um, Claypool, his stat line doesn't look good, but he was targeted seven times, I believe. So I think that's going to be a good pickup moving forward. Um Dolphins played very well. They've been a surprise team for me anyways. I didn't think Tua was going to be as good as he has been. Um, and he's he's proven me wrong. You know, you give two speedy receivers an uh, uh, upgraded offensive line and look what you can do even if you're not the best quarterback in the league. So um, this was a really fun game to watch. High scoring. Um, and it was just fun to watch despite the bears losing. I had fun watching it. <laughs> hey man, you're just there for the fun. I mean, you'd love to see That's them right. win, but the fun of it all is, and look, when you got guys like Tyreek Hill, just flying all over the field too. seven catches, 143 yards and a touchdown doing Tyreek Hill things. I mean, it's not even, yep. you know, but I think the bigger story here now is, is that if you were a Raheem Mostert fantasy manager, or even a fan of Raheem, once again, he gets pipped by Jeff Wilson uh, in that lineup because that's kind of what happened to him in San Francisco. Wilson started to get the bulk of the work, even though Mostert was probably the better back. Obviously, Mostert was getting hurt most of the time, but here comes Wilson, nine carries, 51 yards, uh, with a long of 28, just getting and biting into that work for Mostert once again. He's probably like, dude, I thought I was rid of you, and now he's not. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so frustrating for Mostert. He's a good back. I just don't understand why he just keeps getting eclipsed by every back that comes around. It's it's frustrating. Um, Agreed. Oh, over under on this one is 46 and a half. Justin obviously absolutely crushed the over on this one. Um, but you're hopeful for your Bears going forward, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it's going to be a turnaround this year, though it is the NFC. And that with that seven seed, it could be anybody's. But... Um, going into next year, we got draft picks. We have a huge cap space. I'm very encouraged. Yep, definitely encouraged as well. Like I said, I'm just sad as a Niners fan that we passed up on fields because I feel like that would have been a better future quarterback if we were going to part ways with Jimmy G. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, all right, the reason that Ryan is not on the show today, his uh, Washington commanders fell to the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> at home. He's taking he's taking a minute to, to collect himself. This was a tough one because for all intents and purposes it felt like this was the commander's game to win obviously 13 points in the fourth quarter for the minnesota vikings put a squash onto that one but uh yeah i mean washington was ahead for a better part of this game it was tyler heineke with 15 of 28 for 149 yards two touchdowns and interception but Kirk cousins my friend cannot be denied 22 of 40 265 and two touchdowns did have that interception also, Justin Jefferson, 13 targets, 7 catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. But, uh, I mean, Minnesota's now 7-1, and one, Justin, and they are firmly in control as one of the better teams in the NFC right now, I feel. Even though they're struggling to win games half the time, they still win them. Well, and with the uh, the second in the, the uh, division only having three wins, they're going to clinch playoffs in, what, another three weeks here probably, depending on what happens um, with the other teams. But So, yeah, they've done a, a heck of a job. Um, I actually did think they were going to win the NFC North this, this year. Um, I, that was more of me not wanting the Packers to and just saying, yeah, I think the Vikings will do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they've, they've surprised everybody. I still... Every week I'm like, this team can't keep winning, right? But they do. They're finding ways to get it done. So um, I guess you you have to believe that they, they've put together what they need. And then adding TJ Hawkinson, that trade, um, it really – I know they gave up a second, but they got picks back. So, like, they really didn't give up that much for one of the better tight ends in the league. And my fantasy team was thankful for that. I tell you right, it was almost like a resurgence of TJ Hawkinson all of a sudden. I feel like him and Kirk Cousins are going to get along very, very well. Tight ends do well, though, in Minnesota, and they always have. 
Yep, for sure. And then our defense is going to cover Jefferson, Hawkinson, even Adam Thielen, and then Dalvin Cook. I mean, that they're adding a lot of problems on the field. Well, and let's not forget K.J. Osborne. There is that yeah. threat for him as well. I mean, he's not necessarily True. highly targeted, but when he does, he delivers half the time. So um, yep. not bad there. Washington did cover the spread. It was about a three-and-a-half point spread, depending on where you found it. So uh, good for them to cover the spread. So, uh, you know, if you're a Washington Commanders fan, or even a Washington Commanders better. You were happy that they covered the spread. Uh, you just wish that they would have come up with the win instead. Look, going forward, this is a Minnesota Vikings team a lot like some of the other teams we're talking about that you just can't ignore right now. Like the Jets, you can't ignore them. As as ugly as it may f- and as yucky as you may feel like cheering for them, they're good, right? And I, I've always liked Kirk Cousins. I just don't like him on my Scott Fishbowl team because he's prone to incompletions and he's prone to interceptions, <laughs> which hurts you. But uh, as a quarterback, I've always been fair. I- I've liked him on my fantasy squads. So it's good to see him having a, a-, a nice level of his success. And-, and yes, we like that. Uh, I was going to say, I've-, I've kind of rooted for him ever since the, you like that moment because it just I like seeing passion from players. And obviously that was a lot of passion. Um, so yeah, I've, I've rooted for him. Just not, I've not rooted for the Vikings. So it's like, I want him to do well, just not the team. (laughs) I think I, I think maybe I sympathize with them a little more as somebody who is, it feels like they should be talked about in the upper echelons of the, of the industry of the sport and yet never does, but continues to produce at such a high level. I don't know. I don't know why that strikes a chord with me. Uh, but (laughs) I talk about you in the upper echelon all the time, Rod. Come on. (laughs) I'm fishing for compliments. I know my buddy can come through. Uh, All right. (laughs) Let's move on to the next game uh, because it is a team you love to talk about, and that is the Green Bay Packers, who, for as much as the Vikings are celebrating life, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, two of the quarterbacks. Well, maybe we'll talk about Tom Brady in a little bit, but up until this week, I think Aaron Rodgers, and, and even still going forward now with him, might be thinking about where he wants to go after this, whether it's in the booth or whether it's on his couch, because losing 15-9 to to the Detroit Lions, who, by the way, covered their four-point spread, uh, if you couldn't already have known. But Green Bay 3-6, and six, Detroit 2-6 and six now, Detroit picking up their second win. Aaron said it himself. We can't lose to teams like this. Yeah, you did, Aaron. Now you got to deal with the consequences. Yeah, um, I don't know if it gets any worse for them. And now they have Dallas coming up too. So they are they might be staring at six straight games dropped. Um, I agree with Lil Wayne. I'm not a huge Lil Wayne fan, but he came out and said Rodgers should have retired before the season. So I, I agree with him. He has not looked good. You can blame his thumb all you want. Um, I know that's what everybody wants to do. He doesn't have receivers. His line's not protecting. He has a bad thumb. I don't care. He doesn't look good. Um, he's not getting the job done. So if it's not producing any wins, why keep throwing him out there if he's hurt? Um, so that's why I don't buy the thumb thing. If he was legit hurt and a liability to these games, they wouldn't keep playing him in these games. But yeah, um, I obviously enjoy seeing them lose. Um, the Lions ended up being the dog that I picked. In fact, keep tuning in to all the NFL gambling podcast stuff that we all put out. I had Lions money line. Um, Vikings money line and Bears game over parlay at plus six six five that I gave out, um, and I don't hit many big parlays like that, so I was very excited. <laughs> Look, man, I'm telling you right now, this this show, these shows that we do are so it, it amazes me sometimes some of our picks and and how they hit because again, you know, we had a couple of guys called the Detroit Lions. Um, I know that I called Seattle as a dog, and we'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. like. You know, there's a lot of our, our picks that are hitting pretty hard. So if you're not following the NFL Gambling Podcast on Twitter uh, for our weekly lock dogs and teases, um, they've done very well this week. In fact, Justin, I want to I pull yours up real quick. Your lock was the Chargers minus three. You had the Jaguars as Bush. your dog. Uh, then you had Miami plus two, Cincinnati minus a, a one and a half, and Tennessee plus 18 and a half. Uh, all good things there. Baltimore for me was my lock. Uh, I had the Seahawks as the dogs. I had Jacksonville at plus nine and a half, Atlanta at plus nine and a half, and the Rams at plus ten. So uh, fun day there as well. But back to Detroit. There you go. If you had taken your teaser and my teaser and put them together, that's I think that pays six to one. We would have hit it. <laughs> I'm telling you. See, let's mm, let's go. Uh, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, so for Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah, totally uh, twenty three of 
43, 291, a touchdown, but three interceptions. That's what kills you. And when you let Jared Goff beat you, uh, only throwing for 137 yards, two touchdowns, uh, yeah. Yeah, those, those something needs to be done in Green Bay stat. Two of his interceptions were in goal-to-go situations. Those are the things that if it's any quarterback not named Aaron Rodgers, they get benched. Oh, we've seen, yeah, we've seen way, way other names get benched for that as well. Um, yep. So, so frustrating for Green Bay. I mean, I don't know what the answer is there. Uh, obviously, losing Devontae Adams hurt more than they were, are willing to admit. But at the same time, what more can you do? You know, you, you honestly have to to do and and have go forward with what you have, right? And Aaron Aaron Jones was not even a factor. AJ Dillon was not even a factor, and that's frustrating. Absolutely. You know who I think the Packers need, and nobody's probably going to get this but you and me, but a guy that was compared to Aaron Rodgers, Brian Scott, that's who the Packers need. That'll win them some games. Hey, man, I will ride that train all over. Brian Scott needs to be in the NFL. I don't know what teams are doing. You're sleeping on this guy. Uh, Bring him in. All right, well, a team that could probably use him (laughs) is the Atlanta (laughs) Falcons. Uh, Right now, they are 4-5. and They just barely hung on and lost. I say hung on and lost because this was a tough go uh, to the Chargers, twenty to seventeen. Chargers at, uh, uh, now five and three, two and a half point spread for the Falcons. They were the dogs. They did not cover. Young Hoku misses a just uncharacteristic miss of him for fifty yard field goal, which would have made this a twenty twenty game. Uh, but I mean, look, man, Atlanta, they they do nothing but cover. I think this spread was too much for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you know what? I, I'm respecting this team because it doesn't matter how far down they are. They stick to their game plan, which is to run the ball. Um, they run the ball so much. And whether they're down a lot or not down up, it doesn't matter. And so I at least respect that. The, the Falcons have been interesting to watch. Chargers, of course, without their top two receivers and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, um, Herbert still does not look a hundred percent healthy from the, he still seems off from a guy that last year seemed electric, um, throwing the ball. So that's something to definitely monitor to go forward. Yeah. You can beat the Falcons by three, but when you get against like the bills, the chiefs and those top teams in the AFC that will be in the playoffs, I don't know at this rate, if he doesn't get better, they're not going to beat him. 30 of 43, 245, a touchdown and an interception, a QB rating of 82 for Justin Herbert. On the flip side of that, Marcus Mariota, 12 of 23, 129 glorious yards for that man, 66 or 68.9 uh, passer rating. Leading rusher for the uh, Chargers was Austin Eckler, no surprise there, but the surprise was 14 carries, 47 yards. Guy did have a touchdown, but he also fumbled the ball. Uh, how, how nervous are we about Eckler at this point? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen weren't there, so they knew they could just key on stopping the run. Um, but yeah, if he's going to continue to have games like that, I'm nervous. I have a lot of, um, a lot of ownership in, in, uh, in Eckler. So yeah, it's making me a little nervous. I would be too. Uh, you're not nervous if you're a Joshua Palmer manager, eight catches, 106 yards, not bad for him, no touchdowns, but uh, for the, uh, for the, the Falcons, the other team that's on the other side, <laughs> Tyler Algier, the leading rusher, 10 carries, 99 yards. He had a big 44 yarder, which contributed to his, uh, he was on my bench by the way. So thank you. Or you're welcome guys who started him. Uh, cause I did not, but listen, this is where it gets kind of sketchy for the Falcons and where moving forward. We think they'll still cover because that's Ryan and my stance on this. Atlanta will always cover, uh, even when they don't, is that Kyle Pitts, seven targets, two catches, 27 yards. Most of that came on his 18-yarder. So, I don't know, Justin. I don't even know what the answer is at this point. As somebody in the preseason that uh, did the fantasy football shows talking about the Pitts passion that I had, thinking he was going to be in the top five tight ends. And yes, I drafted him in a lot of leagues more than I'm comfortable talking about now because he has been such a disappointment. Um, but really, I mean, it's a Mariota thing, right? They, they're not on the same page or he's not throwing accurate balls because even if you look at Drake London, three catches on seven targets. I mean, these guys are getting targeted, but the ball's not getting where it needs to be. So, um, 
it's interesting that they keep going with Mariota. Well, uh, Ritter must not be ready. That's that's my only stance. I know they've won more games than they expected, but Ritter must not be ready. Say it with me, Brian Scott. Brian <laughs> right. Scott. I'm I'm bringing him in. Uh, all right, that's enough about Atlanta. Um, obviously, the Chargers. We know that they've got work to do as well if they want to hang with the big boys. Because we saw it on display, actually, uh, last night, in fact, how, how much they're going to have to keep pace with these guys, uh, even even guys like Tennessee when it comes down to it. So uh, definitely have to keep an eye out for that. Speaking of keeping pace, holy Cincinnati Bengals, Batman. They opened up an absolute can of whoop-ass on the Carolina Panthers. This score did not reflect exactly how this game went. Obviously, a 28-point second quarter for the Bengals to complete a 35-point first half they end up winning the game 42 to 21 only putting a touchdown uh on the board in the second half but they didn't even need that (laughs) they they could have very well walked away with the win uh before halftime and been happy in this but i don't you know they're scoring in so many different ways justin and that's why this Bengals team is so absolutely ferocious uh joe burrow 22 of 28 206 only one touchdown joe mixon on the other hand (sighs) did you play him did you have him or did you play against him? I, I have a lot of Joe Mixon and I, I always just leave him in there. I know he's been a little disappointing here and there, but he's one of those guys that I didn't expect this type of game, but he's one of those guys that can have good games. This was incredible. Between him and Justin Fields in my big league, they scored me 100 points, just the two of them. So I was very happy. Uh, I either had one or the other in my leagues it was either joe mixon or justin fields in a couple of them but yeah mixon 22 carries 153 yards four touchdowns how many receiving touchdowns did he have there justin he had one right he had one yep so it was five five total touchdowns for for joe mixon what a day t higgins didn't even need it man seven catches 60 yards was the leading receiver not you know obviously no jamar chase but uh, t higgins was not even needed on the other side of the ball (sighs) PJ Walker. <laughs> I gave him out on the prop cast to have over at least 200 and some odd yards passing. He had nine. He had nine. Nine. Yep. And then was benched. And then was benched promptly after the interception. Yep. So where where did they go going forward? Because Baker Mayfield came in, didn't look terrible, really. But they did activate Sam Darnold off of injured reserve today or yes, it was today. So... I don't know who they start. They just maybe they just rotate all three of them. I I don't think it'll matter at this point. Not no, not for the Panthers. Are you kidding me? They're two and seven now. Obviously Cincinnati five and four, but two and seven and just not on the right side of of anything. They can't even get their run game going. Dante Foreman was the leading rusher for uh, the Panthers. Seven carries, twenty three yards. His longest was six yards on the carry. <laughs> Tell me they're not missing Christian McCaffrey now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we knew that trade was kind of a sell everything and maybe they think Chuba Hubbard can do better, but, um, yeah, this, this team is just don't, don't count on much from them the rest of this year. Christian McCaffrey had more touchdown passes than PJ Walker. Uh, you know, the <laughs> already. Oh, I feel so bad for that. Um, look, there's no more analysis. I mean, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Bengals were seven point. <laughs> favorites in this game obviously they covered uh the over under on this game obviously the over hit because who in their right mind would have expected cincinnati to go bonkers in fact the over under on this was 42 and a half cincinnati damn near covered this on their own so didn't even need to worry about that one at all um and i think i would have taken the over 42 on this one anyways you know just just yeah fact Absolutely, and good for Cincinnati. They needed this after that beatdown from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, Cleveland comes in and beats them. Yeah, that that's not good for the Bengals. So, um, yep. <laughs> I mean, look, Carolina bad, Cincinnati good. That's just not a surprise. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move to the next game on the schedule. It was the Las Vegas Raiders losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-20. to 20. We talked about it earlier. This was one of my, my bets uh, Jacksonville was two and a half point underdogs. Obviously, they cover uh, having one by seven. But, uh, ooh, man, you bring in Devontae Adams. So the one team that loses him is doing poorly. The one team that games him is doing poorly. So what's Devo- what's the Devontae Adams effect, I suppose? Yeah, I, 
it's hard to say at this point, isn't it? And then and then it comes out that um, the Packers tried to get Darren Waller. I'm sure Rodgers was like, we'll take that other guy on the team. We'll take Adams back. Um, but yeah, the, these Raiders, I, I was on the Jag side of this and for the first half thought, man, I called this one way wrong. <laughs> um, and then the Raiders come out and do nothing. And the Jags score 17 second half points and win the game. So um, the, the whole organization of Las Vegas is kind of lost. You know, they... They spent a lot of money for that new stadium, and they're not making their fans very happy at all. Well, and Raiders fans are notoriously unhappy anyways. I have one <laughs> on the corner of my block, and I every week get to hear the absolute gnashing of teeth uh, that the these Raider Nation guys are, are going through right now, and it's tough. Um, but look, Devontae Adams did have himself a good day. 10 catches, 146 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. It wasn't as if he was completely useless. Derek Carr, 21 to 36, 259 in those two touchdowns. So not bad. But Josh Jacobs, 17 carries, 67 yards, not able to put away the game and, and run with any sort of efficiency. Yeah, he he's a yo-yo. I mean, he has games where he comes out and just runs so hard and so well. And then games like this where he's just kind of eh. Yeah, I mean, as a fantasy manager, I know I, I've I've enjoyed those highs and and been on the down part of the lows. So uh, definitely don't need to sell me on Josh Jacobs upside down. Uh, speaking of of that, Jacksonville kind of frustrating being a Trevor Lawrence fan and or fantasy manager. Twenty five of thirty one, two thirty five, and a touchdown. Not bad numbers, but not numbers that you know. I, it's crazy that I'm reading off these numbers of winning quarterbacks, Justin, and they just don't feel like winning quarterback numbers, right? Yeah, no doubt. And I've noticed a trend the past, I think three weeks, the, the passing yards are down and the rushing yards are up. So I don't know why all of a sudden it flipped because it seemed like the first uh, handful of weeks, there was a lot of passing yards, a lot of passing. Now we're more running. I mean, look at ETN, 28 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. So feed him the ball. He's happy James Robinson is out of town, I'm sure, because they're just feeding him and he's doing pretty well. I'm not at all disappointed. I do like where James Robinson has landed. I, I feel like this is going to be good for him. But Travis Etienne, I downplayed him a lot because I didn't see it. Well, now I'm seeing it. And 28 carries, that's like Derrick Henry type of a load right there where the guys just keep getting fed. You'd like to see a little more than 109 yards on 28 carries, but... For sure. <laughs> you know, he's coming back off of injury. But you like the two touchdowns, that's for sure. Yep, Absolutely. Christian Kirk, once again, the leading receiver for the Jags. Eight catches on nine targets, 76 yards, and a touchdown. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence fighting himself, Christian Kirk once more. But, yeah, I mean, look, Jacksonville, they're going to be that streaky team, I think, uh, going forward. They're going to be bad for a while and win a couple. Bad for a while and win a couple. So, um, I don't know. If you're a Jacksonville fan, reach out to us. Tell us why. <laughs> right. I just, and I just want the excuse know. can't be. I live in Florida. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. Because you got Tampa Bay down there too, as well. So. Right. <laughs> uh, and for the Raiders, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, they've got to figure out what their identity really is. You know, is it defense? Is it, uh, is it Derek Carr to Devonte Adams? Is it the run game? I don't think they even know right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and Waller being hurt doesn't doesn't help him out either. But even still. They should be able to, to bounce back from that. So, uh, all right. <sighs> I don't even know if I want to go over this next one, but I have to. It is the Seattle Seahawks who are now <laughs> first place in the NFC West as they beat the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. 31-21. to 21. Seattle, two-and-a-half-point underdogs, obviously, by winning, covering this. They are now 6-3. and three. Arizona is 3-6. Uh, and six. But Geno Smith, man. Taking the world by storm, as is Kenneth Walker in the backfield. Dare I say, Justin, that Seattle is not missing Russell Wilson at all? No, not at all. Um, and maybe Ryan is missing today because he's celebrating this Seattle win because he picked uh, Pete Carroll as coach of the year during the preseason. He said that as kind of his long shot. And, man, if they keep winning, how do you not give it to him? You, you trade... Russell Wilson away for a bunch of picks and some impact players on uh, defense and Noah Fant. And then you keep winning. You, you know, everybody expected you to lose when you say, well, Geno Smith's our starter. Okay, well, they're punting on the year. Guess again, in a, especially in a division that was filled with really good teams. I mean, 
The Rams, obviously, not a good team this year, but still, um, I don't think anybody expected Seattle to be in the lead at this point of the season. Well, maybe, maybe Pete Carroll did. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, if, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe if you ask him, he'll tell you. But I, I even I don't know that he predicted that he was going to be this good with this team. And and you know, look, it's a feel good story for everybody other than NFC West fans. That that I will say. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see Seattle do this well, but I will say that it's going to be all the more fun when we end up crushing them later on in the year uh, and and actually taking the NFC West back. Now that we've got Christian McCaffrey, so. Um, definitely happy about that. Noah Fant, leading receiver for the Seahawks. Five catches, 96 yards. Uh, just a good day overall for him. Tyler Lockett, obviously DK Metcalf having days too, but not as good as Noah Fant. Yeah, and there you go. A guy you get in the trade for your star quarterback, and he is the leading receiver this week. So Pete Carroll, he's an you know, he looks like that old man on the sidelines. You think he's crazy, but apparently he knows what he's doing, I guess. <laughs> Dude's smart, right? He's He's got that yep. little tapping on the head side. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I read this crazy tweet that said that Kyler Murray is now winless since Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> Something has come out. Uh, I'm Look, it's kind of funny in that respect, but he is struggling. 25 of 35, 175 uh, yards. He did get two touchdowns in this, but he was also the leading rusher in this game. Eight carries, 60 yards, uh, but he did fumble twice as well. I don't, you know, at this point, Kyler Murray, he, he wanted to get paid, got paid. Now what? Yeah, exactly. And then your top receiver should be DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, it was not in this game, but... Um, sideline argument with him did not look like they were getting along. So um, that's going to cause some trouble too. If it's a, a thing where they're not getting along, they're not on the same page moving forward because Kyler Murray needs DeAndre Hopkins in order for him to succeed. And that's the thing too. Like he didn't have him for so long. And obviously at three and six, it's a little difficult to try to pull yourself up out of it when you've missed him. But now you have him. Like, how can you not be mm -hmm. peppering that guy knowing how good he is? It's just, it, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things that I'm happy as a Niners fan to watch the Cardinals struggle. That's fine. Let him sink farther into the into the abyss. But by the same token, it's like, you know, if you're Arizona, you got to figure something out quick because you made big moves. You made big noise, right, to be up in the mix, and now you're not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's interesting to see how bad they are and how bad the Rams are in this division when, you know, people could have made arguments that they would be leading the division at this point in the season. Well, yeah, when you enter the season with Seattle having Geno Smith under center and us having Trey Lance under center, I say that as the Niners. Exactly. You know, yeah, <laughs> you definitely could make a case for that. But here we are. That's why you play the game. Over under 49 and a half. Obviously, that went over uh, at 52. So, uh, again... Even though it was a, a game that I don't necessarily enjoy, it went over, which was good. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about another game, including an NFC West team. Oh, man, I, look, I get it, and I know that the announcers even said it at the end that that was vintage Tom Brady, but he was pissed off, and I think he probably would have very much drilled that ball down anybody's throat toward the end of that game to get that win as they beat the LA Rams 16 to 13 uh, and cover the minus two and a half point spread. If you got it, I'm seeing the Rams that were plus four at some point. So if you got Rams plus four, you were happy that they covered, but uh, by and large, I don't think he was getting that price too many other places, but Justin, we talked about uh, Tom Brady, just wishing that he probably would have retired as well and stayed retired. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I still even think after this game, they're four and five now. Rams are three and five. I think even now, Tom Brady probably still still should have walked away. Gave up his marriage for four and five. Really? Four and five. <laughs> I mean, good for him for, I guess, finally getting a win. I feel like he needed something to go right in his life because it's been a rough couple of weeks for Tom Brady. But yeah, I agree. Um, should have retired. He does not look, aside from that last drive, he does not look like the Tom Brady that we've seen for years. And that last drive, I don't know that that was more of just the Rams collapsing or Tom actually doing Because you saw that. It's like when the, you, you play your friends in Madden 
and they hit that one play over and over and over again. And you're like, oh my God, will some and then you even like you even make yourself be a corner or a safety on that side of the field so you can stop that guy from catching the ball and he still catches the ball. That's what it was like on that last drive. He kept hitting that sideline pass. And it was like at some point, secondary, Jalen Ramsey, somebody, somebody got paid a ton of money to stop that throw, and you're not stopping that throw. So I mean that that may have been more on the Rams than it was on Tom Brady orchestrating this masterful drive. Yeah, absolutely. And then speaking of quarterbacks on the other side, we've seen Matt Stafford be on bad teams, obviously with the lions, but he's always performed pretty well. He's always put up good numbers this year. He's not another guy that maybe should have called it after they, they got the super bowl. Maybe he should have said, Hey, this was fun. I'm out. I had him at 4,500 yards on the season. I think I meant 4,500 yards for the rest of his career. That's that's probably what I should have bet. <laughs> I, I made the wrong bet. Can can I take that back, please? That futures right. bet should have read the rest of his career, not for this season. Uh, just plain horrible. Yeah, fifteen or uh, thirteen to twenty-seven, one hundred sixty-five yards and a touchdown. But that running game is still atrocious. Daryl Henderson, twelve carries, fifty-six yards. Uh, Cooper Cup always gets his one hundred twenty-seven yards and a touchdown on eight catches. But man. You only have one weapon to stop, Justin. It's not hard to stop your team. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And what a disappointment Allen Robinson has been on this team. Somebody that I thought was going to put up big numbers and really hasn't done much. Three for 24 in this game, and that's kind of been the going rate for him. He just has not been as good as, as L.A. wants him to be. You think they want Odell back? <laughs> he's he's available <laughs> he's warming up right now somebody's gonna give him a call i know they're kicking the tires on him at some point so they're trying to see hey man how's it l how's it l he's getting some calls um all right well look here's the thing tampa bay la kind of the same same thing they're both franchises that are going to struggle they're not going to get any better i don't think over the year tampa's i don't know that they're going to win the nfc south i just don't see it I don't think they're competitive enough. I don't think they have that fire anymore. As Tom Brady goes, so does this Tampa Bay team. And then for LA, they're a one-trick pony now. The league's got him figured out. Guard cup. Yep. Still let him get what he's got to get, but if you, you know, everybody else is not good enough to carry that team. Yep, absolutely agree. And that defense, which is supposed to be one of their strengths, is not. No, God, no, no. Aaron Donald, I don't know that we even called out his name too much. Uh, yesterday mm -hmm. and then Jalen Ramsey's getting cooked every single time he's in the frame it's just so crazy like you know somebody else that maybe should have retired <laughs> look the only reason that I even say things about players like that it, it, I, for me you can call out every mistake I make I don't care because I make a ton <laughs> like I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm elite because I know that I, I screw up all the time so like come at me with your worst I'm like yeah so I'll tell you 15 <laughs> more things that I did wrong that day. You want it? We can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of which, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans, who actually, man, to be honest with you, my brother's a Kansas City fan, so he was texting me throughout the night how much he hates football, uh, to which I replied, <laughs> I, I get it. I totally understand. Uh, but Kansas City, just Mahomes their way to a win, 20-17 to 17 over the Titans in front of their fans in Arrowhead. Kansas City now 6-2, Tennessee 5-3. and three. But the more important thing here, Justin, Tennessee more than covered their two-touchdown spread on the night. Fantastic performance by the Titans, by Malik Willis, um, and, of course, by Sir Derrick Henry, who, by the way, Derrick, come on, man. I, I'm mad at the Titans for not giving him more second-half carries. Guy was like 100 yards to start the first half, and then nothing after the second half. So... A little pissed off. He, he should have had 150 yards on the night to cash a, a prop that I had on him, uh, a plus 700 prop for Mahomes, and Mahomes to go over 300, Henry to go over 150. That didn't cash because Henry didn't get any carries in the second half. Yeah, I agree. That should have. They, they kind of abandoned giving him the ball. They were feeding him early on, and it was working, obviously, because they kept this game very close. Um, I, I am not. I wasn't at the beginning when they drafted him, but... I, I'm not sold on Malik Willis. I don't know if he's going to be able to turn around and be an NFL caliber quarterback. If Ryan Tannehill plays this game, I think the Titans win it. I don't I don't disagree with you on that one. Malik Willis, five completions. 
all night long. 16 attempts, five completions, 80 yards. Quarterback rating, 49. Just insane. Henry had eight yards a carry for the better part of that game. Eight yards a carry. And you're not giving it to him in the second half to ice, ice it away. You jump out to a 14 to 9 lead going into halftime. You can ice that game away. And they only scored three more points the rest of the game. It's just such a disappointing outing for the Tennessee Titans as far as being able to keep it down. But on the other hand, here comes Mahomes. 68 pass attempts. Justin, that's more than 10 of the quarterbacks that we just called off. <laughs> Combined. Yeah, in, insane. Um, and and I agree with you. I mean, last week they gave Derrick Henry the ball 32 times. Why don't you do that again? Because obviously you don't trust Malik Willis to do it. Give him the ball, especially when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, who can throw it 68 times and get results from that. I mean, you would think if he threw it 68 times, he'd have more than 20 points. They didn't. But regardless, keep running that ball. Keep him off the field. Like, what are they doing? That didn't make any sense at all. Not even a little. 43 completions. Again, a higher number than most of the numbers that we've called out for the quarterbacks up until this <laughs> point. 446 yards, that touchdown and interception. Uh, but here's the thing. Mahomes is the leading rusher, too. Six carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey remains his favorite target. 10 catches, 17 targets, 106 yards for Kelsey. But, yeah, I mean... At this point, Kansas City is going to make things interesting, but uh, they're still going to come away as winners because that's just what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Don't don't go into overtime with Kansas City or don't give Mahomes time. You know, that used to be the thing with Rodgers and Brady. Like, oh, you gave him too much time on the clock. Mahomes is that way. You don't want to give him any time on the clock. Now, even one second seems to be too much at this <clears throat> point. So, mm -hmm. uh, over under on this one, 45 and a half did not get there. Uh, but again, Tennessee don't sleep on them. I think they're going to get it figured out. As long as you go back to the, if you and I can, can decide that giving Derrick Henry the ball was the right answer, somebody's going to have to decide that as well. Right. Somebody that gets paid a lot more money than we do. <laughs> Why can't I, it's my turn. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, all right. Well, that'll do it for the week nine slate. Obviously, we still have a Monday night game to go, but uh, we have reached the end of the Sunday games. So as we'll normally do, we'll go ahead and do the look aheads after the break, uh, which is one of our favorite parts of the show because we find you value in these look aheads, and that's, that's what we're here to do. So uh, again, we'll come back after the break and look ahead to week 11. But before we do, get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is perfect stocking stuffer for the DJ in your life. Just saw this morning that there was the SGPN ugly sweatshirt that has our motto on it. Okay, it's not ugly sweatshirt. It's not listed as ugly sweatshirt. But look, you know the drill. It's still a beautiful sweatshirt. I'm going to rock it. I love that thing. It's got let it ride all over it. Just our motto through and through you can get yours as well on our merch store again man just go to your go to your favorite sweater party with that on and have people ask questions of why uh it, it's a great conversation starter plus from now until thanksgiving you get 10 percent off when you use that promo code dallas sucks that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com promo code dallas sucks all one word <laughs> i think i know the company stance <laughs> uh, gotta love it um all right justin again as we always do we take a look ahead to our week 11 spreads and give out some of the what we feel are mispriced uh lines of the week and again if you're looking for these lines folks you can find it on oddstrader.com all of these week 11 lines are there and which books are offering them right now for you to bet on so swipe on them early because I'll give you, Ryan gave me the ones that we had from uh, from our look-aheads to the Week 10 look-aheads now. We had Atlanta at plus four and a half. Uh, now they are at plus three. So obviously uh, the, the needle moved a little bit in the direction. We had Seattle at plus 10 a couple of weeks ago. Now there are two and a half point underdogs only. So that's like seven wow. and a half points 
of value you've gotten right there. Uh, the Giants were three-point favorites uh, heading into next week. Now they're six-and-a-half-point favorites, so that line moved there as well. Dallas we had at four-point underdogs. Now they're five-point favorites. That's a huge swing. San Francisco we had back then as a pick em. Now they're seven-point favorites. So I'm not saying these look-ahead numbers are not magic, but that's a lot of value. That's a lot of value. So if you've jumped ahead on some of those lines, you are absolutely loving life at this point. So Justin, I think I've given you a little bit of time to to collect your thoughts and head into what we think are, are good lines for the uh, Week 11 slate. So what you got first? Yeah, my first one, keep fading the Packers. Tennessee is a plus four and a half point dog right now. They just covered that against Kansas City, and Kansas City is a hell of a lot better than Green Bay is. So uh, I'm jumping on that one myself right now, actually. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, he, Justin's like, I'm clicking now. I'm clicking now. <laughs> um, I'm turning my attention to those those rascally Jets, man. Right now, week 11, they're six-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, against the New England Patriots. What? Look, I get it. But look, the Jets just beat the Bills. I highly doubt that come next week, you're going to get six. I, I highly doubt that come Wednesday or even Thursday, you're going to get six and a half point on the Jets uh, as these books start to correct. So you you might want to jump on that one now because, again, I, I feel like the Jets at six and a half point underdogs, it's not going to stick. Yeah, here's another one I had to look at multiple times to make sure I was reading it right because it doesn't make sense. And two different books have it at this right now, though. Philadelphia plus three against the Colts. What? Why? Yeah. <laughs> the undefeated team is catching three against the Colts? This makes no sense to me. I don't know if it's a misprint or if it's something, but you need to hammer that because that is absolutely crazy. That I mean, maybe they're thinking it's a come down game. I don't know. Uh, it just feels to me like that's a, a ridiculous, ridiculous misprint. Um, that's they got to they got at least next next week they'll be what seven eight point favorites against the Colts at least I would think so I mean it's gonna be like the Dallas thing where they were they were underdogs heading into it and, and flipping around on the back you're right I thought that was a misprint too and then I saw two books have it at that so um, I don't know maybe they know something we don't maybe the fix is in who knows <laughs> uh, all right well you know what I'm gonna go ahead and close mine out with uh, the Thursday night game and that is Tennessee they are four and a half point underdogs to the Packers. Uh huh. I mean yep, they just came yeah, they just came out toe to toe with the the Kansas City Chiefs. You mean to tell me that they're going to still be four and a half point underdogs to Aaron Rodgers and the semblance of what used to be the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, not happening. Not happening <laughs> at all. Um also intriguing and maybe I'll throw this out as a bonus. I don't know if you're looking at this one too Justin, but that Cleveland line, I'm seeing it as Cleveland plus yes. 9 to the Buffalo Bills. Yep. I, I, so the, the tweet right now, Josh Allen is being evaluated for an elbow injury to his ulnar collateral ligament and related nerves that will affect his throwing if it's an injury. So if he misses time, we've said that the Buffalo Bills go as Josh Allen goes. So yeah, I would jump on plus nine. Ooh, yeah, actually that's beautiful. Breaking news right there too. So uh, yeah, definitely jump on plus nine as well. So, um, all right, well, I tell you what, I, I could give all and all day. I just love picking apart these value <laughs> lines. It's it's great, uh, but we won't we won't sully you too many more. Other than I don't know, man. This Dallas Minnesota pick'em. What do you think about that one? Uh, yeah, that's tough because I still think Minnesota. I keep saying they're a little bit fraudulent, but maybe they're not. I don't yeah. know. Dallas is is a plus one underdog uh, on other books as well. So that made me one to keep an eye on as well. All right, I think we've gone down the entire slate. So <laughs> we just gave we just gave look ads for the entire slate to to jump on some value. Can't wait to see how we do next week as Ryan keeps an eye on that. Uh, but yeah, so your first time on the Monday show, Justin, how was it? Was it fun? Yeah, it was. I like doing these look aheads. That's kind of fun looking for the value of what might change. That's intriguing, and of course, I love recapping about how good the Bears are, even when they lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's look aheads are one of my favorite too. You're right because it's just a matter of, especially when we track and 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 see how well we did uh, with the look aheads, and we've been able to find some really good. I hope people are, are jumping on those look aheads because it really is For a sure. good value, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been listening to you and Ryan and I've been jumping on them as well. So hopefully other people are taking advantage because they're hitting. They are. They're getting you good value before the book's correct. So, um, all right, Justin, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. If you play fantasy football, check out Old Fashioned Football. we got a new episode coming out tonight. Indeed. Oh, God, yes. i got to download that because I've got a long ride uh, into work <laughs> on, on, on Wednesday, so I can't wait to listen to it. So, um, All right, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in my bio with everything I've got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is the in-between media folks. NASCAR season's wrapping up, so, uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, I'll still be doing stuff with them throughout the season. So keep an eye out there. But follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Of course, subscribe to this show on the SGPN app. Get in that merch store. Get in our Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. All kinds of good stuff for you as we move through the rest of the NFL season. But until next Monday, everybody, have some fun. Enjoy Monday night and let it ride.